nothing to do with my sermon. I just wanted to say that those of you that did your hair, you cut your hair, didn't you? No, it's just pulled back. Oh, yeah, it is. I, at first, I really thought you cut it into a mullet. I was going to be so proud. Not yet. Guys, I'm so excited about tonight because uh, tonight I really want you to focus up. Tonight I want you to uh, not talk to the person next to you. Tonight I really want you to lean in and see and hear what God wants to do in this youth ministry. Uh, tonight is very special because tonight we are talking about Speed the Light. We're talking about missions. I'm going to explain what Speed the Light is here in a moment. And we're going to talk about what we're going to be giving to at our International Market Day and what you as EXO Plus groups are going to be raising money for. We'll get into that in a second. But you and I have a mission as Christians. Our mission, God's heart, is to go if I say go, go and do what? Go and make disciples of all nations. Jesus' few last words. Say, so here's the deal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go now. But here's what I want to commission you to do. Here's the charge I'm giving you. Because we talked about this before last week. Peter is like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do now that Jesus is gone. And Jesus comes back and says, all right, I don't want you to go back fishing, at least in a boat. I want you to do what I originally called you to not be, and that is to be a fisher of men. What does it mean to be a fisher of men? It's basically what me and our leaders and our staff do every Sunday, every Thursday, honestly, Monday through Sunday. We are here to establish the kingdom of God here on earth, as it is in heaven. And what that looks like is my whole life is surrounded around one goal, and that is to share the love of Jesus with everybody that I meet. Everyone. doesn't matter what they identify as or who they identify as. It doesn't matter what background, what race, what religion, what whatever. My heart as your youth pastor, the reason why I want to fill this room with teenagers isn't so that we can say we filled the room. It's so that the love that has changed me, I want the world to feel. I don't just want the world to feel. I want the world to know. Not, I'm not talking about an object of love, but a person of love. And that person's name is Jesus. I remember sitting in chairs just like this on a Friday night at a church called Liberty Christian Center on Addison. I remember not being a Christian, and I remember not following Jesus. And I heard the Word of God for the first time. It finally hopped off the page for me. God loved me before my failures. And he paid a price for me that I would never have been able to pay. And so for me, when people buy me things, 
Like, it means the world to me. That's not an excuse to get y'all to buy me stuff. All right? Y'all already missed my birthday. I already hate you. Uh, no. I, when people buy me things, I, like, use it. So, Sal, uh, my favorite anime is called Demon Slayer because I am a Demon Slayer. And he got me this little, this little, like, lanyard for my keys. I love this thing. And I'm probably going to use this thing until it dies, right? So for me, when I heard the gospel preached and he said words like that, his name was Pastor Chris, it hit me because I understood. I'm like, I come from a broke family. And here's this Jesus paying the price for me. That love, that love changed me. It rearranged my life. It rearranged my priorities. And I just knew that what I was feeling in that moment, other people had to feel. Fast forward, I got called into ministry by myself in my house. Where was everybody else at? I don't know. Gone. I don't know. They were gone. It was just me. I was sitting in my, I've got a point to this. I was sitting in my living room and I was on the computer and I was watching a Planet Shakers DVD. Y'all know who the Planet Shakers are? They're, uh, they're still a Christian worship band out of Australia. They're awesome. And there was a moment where they were singing the song Healer, my favorite songs. There was a moment where they stopped singing, and all it was was this. And I, had no, I wasn't a singer. I wasn't a worship person. I wasn't that serious of a Christian but in that very moment, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I, he didn't really say much. I just, I knew what I was watching. And I said, okay, Lord, if that's what you want me to do, I'll do it. I don't know, what, I didn't know what that meant. Because I wanted to be in musical theater. I wanted to, like, be on Broadway. Like, I wanted to do all that. Your boy wanted to be in Aladdin. You know what I'm saying? Like, the bomb show. Les Mis. Right? I said, whatever that is, I'll do it. It wasn't until years later where I realized that God was calling me to help usher people into the presence of God so that they can encounter a real God that really loves them. That's been my goal. That's been my mission my whole life. To usher people into the presence of God so that they can meet a God, a real God that really loves them. I was sent, I was sent, and I had youth leaders and youth pastors get behind me and encourage me and disciple me and build me up and keep me away from dumb things and keep me away from things that didn't matter so that God can really use me and I can see God do amazing things by, by using me in my life. I started a club my freshman or sophomore year of high school See you at the pole. Everybody knows what that is, right? Do y'all do it? We finna do it. And the Lord spoke to me again. He said, what did I call you to do? I was there. See you at the pole. Everyone, 60 plus kids, you know, plus, I want to say at least maybe, this is going to be a large margin, at least maybe 80 plus kids, 60 to 80 kids. I don't know, it was a lot. I'm short, so everybody looks tall. Short kings. Um, I remember we got done. No one prayed out loud. No one did anything. I'm like full of zeal. 
meaning I'm, I'm, I'm motivated, I'm fired up, I'm getting ready to save everybody in that circle, and then the bell rings and it was over, and this big, huge gathering of Christians, we started walking into the school, and we dispersed into the crowd. Only a few times has this happened to me where once again the Holy Spirit stopped me dead in my tracks. I stopped at the front door. And he says, can you tell who was outside? I said, I can't. He's like, why do we only do this once a year? He's like, is my love not great? No, your love is awesome. Does it not save? Of course it does, God. Then why do we do this once a year? Why do Christian students get the excuse to come out of the closet once a year to go stand outside and pray timidly? Why only once a year? And I said, I don't know, God, but I'm going to stop it. And so what I decided to do for the next three years of high school is I decided Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I was going to stand in that flagpole and preach the gospel. Probably the worst sermons I've ever preached. In rain, snow, people would throw food at me, would cuss me out driving by the flagpole, but I was there. And students would come. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we were praying for our teachers, praying for our school, asking God to move, watching videos of old, like, old evangelists, Billy Graham. I, I would wear you know, a nice shirt and tie to school so that I can feel like a preacher. But I had a mission to usher people into God's presence so that they can know and experience a real God that really loves them. Fast forward to college, I become a worship pastor. I get to do music for as a career. I loved it. Fast forward, and I get to lead people to Christ. Fast forward, I joined the army. No matter what area I was in my life, I had a mission. In basic training, it was the darkest, hardest time of my life. Twelve weeks of hell. It was awful, and I loved it. I led four, Christian, four soldiers to Christ while I was there because I had a mission. Because Pastor Chris, on a Friday night, took time to talk to little old me and commissioned me. He said, give, give your life and watch God do it. And now, fast forward to right here. I'm a youth pastor in the very place, in the very neighborhood that tried to take my life. And now, I still have the same mission. But now it's with you guys to help usher you guys into the presence of God to experience a real God who really loves you. That's why I'm here. That's why organizations exist, like Speed Delight, to send people, to send people. I was sent to my school. I was sent to Alpha Company, 3rd Battalion, 10th Infantry Regiment in Fort Leonard. I was sent to Chicago, Illinois, here at Excel Youth. But there are other people in the Christian faith that aren't just sent to their school, but they're sent to another nation. We call them missionaries. And blessed are the hands and feet of them who go. These missionaries feel a calling on their life to say, you know what? I'm going to take this gospel, the gospel of Jesus, the gospel of the cross, the good news, 
that Jesus died and rose again for our sins. And because of believing that, we're saved. I'm going to take this message and I'm going to go tell the world about it. And so there's some missionaries that God will call that feel called to a specific country. This church, somebody correct me, we as a church support over what? 60-something missionaries? Correct? So this church financially gives to people who said, I am going to give my life to this gospel. And some of them pay with their life. Some of them are called to countries that don't take too well to this story of Jesus, the salvation of Jesus, but yet they go. We, as the Assemblies of God Church, we as XL Youth get to partner with an organization from the Assemblies of God called Speed the Light. I want to talk to you about Speed the Light and just explain to you what Speed the Light is because I know some of you may not even know what Speed the Light is. Can you throw that logo up for me? Speed the Light. Speed the Light. So stay with me. Stay with me. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm with you. I'm with you. Turn to the other one and say, I know. Turn behind you, like look behind you and say, I got you too. All right. So listen up. Listen up. If somebody's talking, if somebody's talking, be a good neighbor, be a good friend. Just be like, hey, man, let's, let's listen to this. This is important. This is important. If they're falling asleep, the army taught us that if you pinch right back here, they'll wake up. It works. You falling asleep in class, I'm telling you, pinch the back of your arm. But I want to talk to you about Speed Delight and what it means to help send people. So the concept is simple of Speed Delight, all right? We as a church, we give to missions. We give to Speed Delight so that the gospel can be sent to the world. And what is the world in? The world is in darkness. That's why it's called Speed the Light. We want to transport the light of Jesus, the light of his word, to the darkest places of the world. So how is this accomplished, right? How do we accomplish this mission of speeding the light, sending missionaries, supporting them? So this is accomplished by providing the essential transportation and creative communication equipment for missionary evangelism. So through modern transportation, through radio, through television, through print, audio, and digital equipment, our missionaries can help make Jesus known. So we raise money to help missionaries get equipment, like a microphone and speakers. How many of you know that's pretty important when you want to go tell people about Jesus? Because you need people to hear you. If you're in a large room, if you're on the street corner, and that's legal to do, they do it. In other cases, they need to go somewhere, right? And a lot of these countries, there's not like CTA. <laughs> they don't got the L, right? Like they don't have like those little death scooters that people be riding all over downtown trying to get hit by cars, right? Like they don't have e-bikes, right? They don't have ripsticks. Yeah, I remember ripsticks. Anyways. <laughs> like they don't have that. And so these missionaries need to get around. They need to go 
support local leaders. They need to go meet families. They need to go meet children. And they need to go to hospitals and orphanages and things like that. So Speed Delight also provides vehicles, which is pretty nice. You're like, how can I be a missionary? I, that's actually a really good question. I would love to talk about that later. So Speed Delight is this. Speed Delight is the student-initiated, volunteer, charitable program that provides much-needed equipment to missionaries across the nation and in over 180 countries around the world. So Speed Delight began in 1944. Say, woo! None of us were alive. None of us were alive. I'm not that old. Do not say that. So it started in 1944 after Ralph Harrison, head, the head of the National Youth Ministries Department, he prayed for a way to give Assemblies of God students the opportunity to help missionaries in their work. Students have been raising money, from what I read, since 1944. You are a part of a legacy. All of us are here, whether you know it or not, because somebody else gave. How do you think we're in this room? Pastor Joey ain't got no money. He said it last night. He's not even a thousandaire. I turned around and said, I'm a mitesonaire. You know what I'm saying? I'm the two mites. I might have them. You know what I'm saying? I might have money, right? I might have groceries this week, right? Like, don't get it twisted. Like, us as staff members, like, we're not rolling in the Benjamins. This building, this microphone, those chairs, the carpet, the water that runs, it's all here because someone decided to give. Someone helped buy these chairs, the very chairs that students get saved in every week. You're here because someone gave. So for nearly 75 years, 75 years later, Speed the Light, listen to this, is one of the most effective youth missions ministries in existence. Cross denominations. Since its beginning, over $300 million dollars has been raised for missionary equipment around the world. Yeah, you can clap for that. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. And Speed the Light is still helping to disciple students that live a life of generosity as they become personally, listen, as they become personally responsible for the mission of God. I took it personal when God called me. I took it personal when God told Pastor Ariel and I to move up here. And we did it. Let me tell you something. We didn't have a house when we got here. And we weren't even sure we were going to be able to get one. We had nowhere to go. We were staying in very grateful, but a very sketchy, gray stone basement apartment in Logan Square. That was, and she was seven months pregnant. Like, we are here because we believe in you. God sent us here, and he provided for us. It, we took it personally. It's our personal responsibility for the mission of God by helping our missionaries make Jesus known throughout the world. If our missionaries are going to get those who do not yet know Jesus, it will be because of Speed Delight. Every missionary in the Assemblies of God, the denomination we are in, will at some point fly, drive, or float 
to their destination and transportation that has been provided to them by our churches and students through Speed Delight. Check this out. Airplanes, cars, vans, motorcycles, bicycles, trucks, buses, boats, horses, camels, donkeys, wheelbarrows, etc. Speed Delight has bought those things for missionaries. It's one less thing that they have to worry about. If it has wheels or hooves and can carry a missionary to a country, city, town, village, or under a cardboard box where someone is waiting to hear about Jesus, Speed Delight has provided it. Speed Delight will provide it. Simply put, listen to this. We give so our missionaries can travel faster, preach clearer, and be heard louder in order for all to know Jesus. In the next few moments, what I don't want you to hear is give me your money. Because first of all, I don't want or need your money, okay? Me personally, like you're not going to hand me a check. But I'm going to call you to respond, to give. And we're going to do the same thing tomorrow with other churches. But I want to break down for a second very quickly why we give. Why do we give our money to the church? Why should you tonight and this year give your money to speed the light? Why should we do this? I want to read you. Can I read the Bible to you? Yeah, I love the Bible. It's lit. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. Right? <laughs> Romans chapter 10. Go ahead, pull your phone Bible out. I want everybody to read this. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Pull it out. I want to be a Bible reading youth ministry. So pull your Bible out. Pull it out on your phone. Are you new? What's your name? Gabriel? I'm glad you're here, Gabriel. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for being here. I was like, yo, dude. And you got Crocs on with the little things on them. I'm glad you're here, man. I really am. Romans chapter 10. If you got to say, uh-huh. If, it, if the Bible's lit, say, oh, yeah. Periana. Periana. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 through 17. I'm going to be in the message version. All right? I'm going to be in the message version because, because as I've seen on TV, I'm crunchy. <laughs> Ariel said to use that word in the sermon tonight, and she didn't even hear it. I'm so mad. All right. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 through 17 in the message version. It goes like this. Here we go. You'll see it on the Sky Bible as well. But how can people call for help if they don't know who to trust? And how can they know who to trust if they haven't heard of the one who can be trusted? And how can they hear if nobody tells them? And how is anyone going to tell them unless someone is sent to do it? Stop right there. I'm going to read this again. I'm going to read this again, and I want this to seek in. I believe the Holy Spirit can reveal this to you better than I can. But how can people call for help if they don't know who to trust? 
How can they do that? Who's going to help me? Who's going to help me? How can they know who to trust if they haven't heard of the one who can be trusted? I see that you trust people, but who is it that you trust? I haven't heard of anybody. And how can they hear if nobody tells them? How can somebody know? Like, I can't get mad at Dottie for throwing something across the room. She just doesn't know that's not okay, right? She doesn't know. I'm be mad at her for doing that. I can't expect her to know something if I have not told her that's not something she should do. How will they know unless someone tells them? Like, I remember when I discovered 911. <laughs> it was from the movie The Little Rascals. And the He-Man Woman Haters Club is on fire. If you've not seen this 90s movie, you need to. It's fire. It's dope. Their, their, their He-Man Woman's Hater Club organization compound hut is on fire. And then they go, <laughs> and they go to a payphone, and then they go, quick, what's the number for 911? And the guy goes, how am I supposed to know? And then they leave, right? I remember, like, I would have not known to call 911 if I had an emergency unless somebody what? Unless somebody told me. Hmm, interesting. And how can they hear if nobody tells them? And how is anyone going to tell them unless someone is sent to do it? Here's the rest of it. That's why scripture exclaims, a sight to take your breath away. Grand processions of people telling all the good things of God. But not everybody is ready for this, ready to see and hear and act. Isaiah asked what we all ask at one time or another. Does anyone care, God? Is anyone listening or believing a word of it? The point is, before you trust, you have to listen. But unless Christ's word is preached, there's nothing to listen to. Whew. I read, I read this today, and I just, I was so thankful that somebody told me about Jesus. I was so thankful. So why do we give? Why do we give? This verse says it right here. Number one, if you're taking notes, and I hope you are, we give, number one, to send. To send. We give to send those who feel called to missions. Somebody that they feel like God wants them to go tell Northeast Africa that God loves them, that he came down in the form of his son, Jesus. Maybe there's someone in this room and God is calling you to be a missionary. You don't know where, but God is calling you to go. We as a church want to send you. We give our money, God's money, let's just start there, to send. We give so that they get the proper training and resources that they can go and share the gospel with. Number two, we give so that others may hear. You see it in that verse. And how can they know who to trust if they haven't heard of the one who can be trusted. 
how will they know? They're going to know. How are they going to know? They're going to know. How are they going to know? Someone's got to tell them. Someone has to tell them. You want to know my mission field? Belmont Cragen. I want to tell this neighborhood about Jesus. I want to see people saved in this neighborhood. That's, that's my mission field. Want to know your mission field? Taft High School. Shures High School. Lakeview High School. Steinmetz. I could keep going. I could name them. That's your mission field. So that others may hear. Speed the Light isn't just about sending missionaries. It's about going and telling people about Jesus. It's not a free vacation to Southeast Asia for them, to Indonesia, or to wherever it is that God said. It's not a vacation. This is, this is a calling that God has put on their life, proclaiming his love and grace and mercy. Number three, last point, so that they would trust in Jesus. We give so that those who hear would trust in Jesus. We want to give because those who hear the gospel can't deny its life-changing power. We give so that our missionaries can develop trust and relationship with the people group they are called to. As they trust the people, as our missionaries gain trust, they will begin to hear. When they hear, they receive. And when the people receive, they will believe. And when they believe, they're set free. They are set free. Tonight, I want to present to you our Speed the Light project for this year. Our goal and our mission to complete. We have a goal to raise $25,000 in one year. That seems crazy, but I believe that I heard from the Lord. The same way he called me to reach my high school. I was sitting in Cabo, Mexico next to our lead pastor listening to what I'm about to show you here in a moment. And the Lord spoke this number to my heart. I said, God, how much do you want this youth ministry to give? And you know what I did? I'm, can I be real? Can I be real? Can I be real with you? Can I be real? I need to. Yeah? All right. I originally wrote down significantly less. As if it was up to me. I picked a goal originally that would make us look good, would make me look good for my first year of youth pastoring, that I knew that we could do. And I felt the Holy Spirit grab me by the throat. So you're going to put a price on what I can do. You're going to put a limit of what I can do. You've made this about you. And I felt ashamed. And so I prayed that night in my hotel room. I said, Lord, whatever it is you want to do, I'll do it. If you want me to preach Monday, Wednesday, Friday at the flagpole, I'll do it. He said, I want you to raise $25,000 in one year. I said, God, this youth ministry has never raised more than 18. You want me to do what? He said, I want you to let me do it. I want you to let me do it. 
And it's not about breaking a record. I don't get a plaque. We don't get anything. The only satisfaction and reward that we get is that people your age and younger are going to receive the freedom through the gospel and from the lives they are living. I want to play you this video. Again, don't fall asleep. This is a, this is a holy moment where you and I get to decide if we're going to send people or not. Let's watch this video. We are partnering with something called the Village Project. Pastor Joey and I got to sit through two days of testimony videos from this project. And after every session, there was just no water left in our eyes. What you saw on the screen just now is a village that has a 500-year-old cycle of systematic exploitation. What do I mean by that? Thousands of children are prostituted each year. 76 villages and communities. One of Southern Asia's poorest communities has bought into a lie, believing they are fated to prostitute their daughters, to provide for their family. Together, XL Youth, we can break this cycle and bring the light and hope of God to these villages. Can you bring them? This is Dottie, and this is Zoe. In this village, whenever a daughter is born, the entire village comes out to the house, and they celebrate. They celebrate because they're having a girl. That sounds awesome, but what they're celebrating is ultimately at that baby's birth, they have already been committed to be a prostitute. The family celebrates because this little girl means financial stability for them because their parents are going to prostitute their kid so that they can live. And this village used to be entertainers for the royal court, court dancers and and creatives, and when they went to full-on democracy and didn't need a royal family anymore, this specific village, <laughs> this specific village, thank you, Dot, decided, you know what we're going to do? We need to make money, and we have daughters. And so at this age, seven months, They've already decided this fate. They have decided at this age right here that they're going to be prostitutes and they're going to sleep with men and they're going to be exploited because they bought to a lie that, well, their, 
my mom did it, and her mom did it, and her mom did it. 500 years of this cycle. Our little girls. This right here. I didn't bring Dot up here and Zoe up here so that you guys can get emotionally vaulted and emotionally sent and manipulated. I brought them up here because this is who we're trying to save. Out of a cycle that was never meant for them. Thank you, thank you. Can you imagine... The second you open your eyes as a baby, your fate and your life has already been decided. You are going to make me money by sleeping with men that are going to abuse you and mishandle you. This project is devoted to rescuing these girls out of a tradition. It's a little bit harder because it's not a legal thing. It is just what they do. But it's not who God is. And it's not his design. And so we are going to raise $25,000 so that people like Zoe and people like Dottie and people like Ari, people like Olivia and Josie, our pastor's daughters, people like them, girls like them can have a future away from exploitation, away from prostitution. So what's the solution? This, this group, Project Rescue, they are building a compound, a community center, and a school to build trust with these women and give them options because this community has told them there's no other option. There's no other way. There's no other, there's no other thing to do. There's no other reason to do it. You're a prostitute. It's been decided this program is going in and they're changing the narrative by these four things. Number one, they're going in and helping with education. And then they're doing community outreach, number two. They're building safe homes. Vulnerable children need a safe place where they can heal and thrive. Project Rescue is building a new safe home specifically for high-risk teenage girls for these communities. And then what's awesome is they're providing vocational training. What do I mean by that? They're teaching them how to work. Because the only thing they know is prostitution. So their program will offer vocational training courses to women who desire to take a step toward a new beginning and a new way of providing for their families. 500 years of exploitation comes to an end. It is coming to an end. I believe it. And in that video, he was saying that it's going to be these women that stand up that are going to break the cycle and change the narrative. You and I get to partner with Project Rescue to raise money to change the culture. Not only do they get education and safe homes and, and, and health care and all these things, but you know the most important thing? They get introduced to Jesus. And Jesus begins to tell them that they're not worthless, they're not useless, but that they have extreme value, that they're a treasure, that they're daughters of the Most High King, that they're royalty, and that they deserve to be treated that way. I took this personal 
just like the same way I took this job personal. I took this mission personal. Tonight, I'm asking you, would you take responsibility? And would you give with all your heart? Would you take this personal? There's a girl that's waiting for you to give. How will they know? How will they know unless somebody tells them? And how will somebody tell them if nobody is sent? When we give, we send. We send the right people to go and change this nation, this village. And so let's go ahead and pass out those cards. Sal and Judd are passing out pledge cards. You're like, what's a pledge card? In a moment, I'm going to let you pray. Just quietly in your seat. I know it's, it might feel awkward, but I don't care. I truly believe God wants to use you. He wants to use the jaywalkers to raise $25,000. He wants to use the 606 to raise $25,000. He wants to use the mix to raise $25,000. He wants to use you. And in the next few weeks, we are going to talk about what it means to sacrificially give. And I encourage you to come out on Sundays and listen to Pastor Joey speak on this. But on that card, can I see your card for a second? Thanks. It says this, as God enables me by faith, in my personal, say, I'm going to take it personal. Say, I'm going to take it personal. And my personal commitment to help evangelize the world by providing for our missionaries, I commit to giving blank to speed the light. I don't want you to put your address, your phone number. I just want you to put your name. So this is what you're committing to. This says, hey, in a moment, I'm going to let you pray. Thank you. I'm going to let you pray. And leaders lead the way in this. We did this. At, I'll say this, actually. Man, I thought I was going to go short today. I lied. We did this at leaders retreat. So our leaders go on a retreat to kind of think about the year. And our leaders did the same exact thing you're doing right now because leaders lead. And they have already committed to the Lord and to speed the light what they are going to give for the year. So this isn't giving money for today. This is I commit to giving X amount of dollars for the year of 2023. So I just want you to put your name. And here's the deal. I'm not going to collect this, and then I'm going to find you later. I'm not going to be like, hey, Sam, remember when you said you were going to raise $100? Where my money at? I'm not going to do that. Maybe just for Sam, though. I'm just playing. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray. And then when I say amen, I want you to take a moment, and I want you to pray. As I'm praying, you pray. Ask God, God, what do you want me to give this year so that I can help people escape slavery or prostitution. So here we go. I'm going to pray, and all I want you to do is ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to give? And if you don't know, just put a number down. And maybe and pray about it tomorrow when we have our Speed the Light rally, which you are all invited to, and I hope to see you all there, and I, and I will see you all there. But let me pray. Lord, Lord, you want to do this. And this, 
seems impossible. Like, what could this youth group, this small, this tiny little youth group in this big old city, in this big old state, in this huge country, what could we do? Lord, I know you want to use this youth ministry to make a significant impact. In a city where the rest of the state and the world has deemed us selfish and dangerous, Lord, use this youth ministry to show the world that we care, that we want to help, that we're not out for ourselves. Lord, you're asking us to sacrificially give meaning you know we can't afford it. But I know that in our sacrifice, you will honor us. You will bless us. So maybe that looks like sacrificing Starbucks for the month or, or, or eating out certain times or, or presents on our birthday. It's all worth it if it means one person comes to know you. But I know, Lord, that the money that these students raise will impact the world and have a significant impact on this project. I pray, God, that you would speak boldness into every student and every leader here. That they wouldn't do what I did and that's pick the easy way out. But, Lord, they would be challenged by you because you are going to do this. It's not going to be just us on our own. But, Lord, you're with us every step of this way. Help us be creative. Help us find ways to raise money. It's for the, not just a good cause, but the greatest cause. And that's the gospel of Jesus the Christ. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name. Go ahead. Write, write your number down. And then pass that number to your left. Right. Pass all the cards to the right of the room when you're done writing your number. Again, I'm not going to check up on you. This is for you. This is between you and God. This is between you and him. And listen, I'm not calling you to raise $10,000 on your own. I'm asking you to be brave. But whatever you can do, do it. And watch God provide more for you. I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it. When you're done, just pass the card to your left. Right, I mean, it's my left, your right. I'll wait. I'll wait. And then we're going to be done. There's no, like, altar. I'm not going to make you guys come up here and cry and blow snot bubbles. Because this is it. This is what we're doing. And as you're passing, I wanted to talk about this again. Tomorrow's our Speed the Light rally. It's going to be so much fun. You guys seriously don't want to miss it. We're going to be in the big house. We're going to be in the big room. It's going to be awesome. The music, the worship is going to be amazing. It's going to feel like camp, but better. We've got a dynamic speaker. Guys, I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. We've got rocket launchers making a comeback. Y'all remember rocket launchers? We got our specialty drink happening tomorrow. That's going to be fire. Rocket launchers. I'm glad we started calling them. Tomorrow is at 6 p.m. Say 6 p.m. Say, I'm going to see you there. 
I can't wait. Wear your Jesus Loves You gear. Let's represent this church. Listen, it's going to be weird. It's going to be in 60-50. It's going to be weird if people come to a church and the youth ministry doesn't show up. I'm, listen, I'm not trying to guilt trip you, but I am challenging you. I am calling you. Let's represent our pastor well. Let's represent this youth ministry well. Let's lead the way. Invite your friends. Come on out. It's going to be a good time. If you still have a card and you're still praying about it, that's fine. If you got a pen, give that pen to that's crazy at the door. Give the pen to that's crazy over there because he wants that pen back. Let me pray for you. But one more time, I believe in you. I believe in this whole front row. Yeah, you. What's your name? Aaliyah, I believe God wants to use you this year to raise money. Period, Aaliyah. Gabriel, I believe God wants to use you. I truly do. Devin, God wants to use you, man. God wants to use your gift of swimming somehow. I believe God wants to use that gift. We can talk about that. I believe we can do this with all of my heart. We are going to reach $25,000 by the end of the year. And when we do, we are going to throw the biggest block party we've ever seen. Not because it's a look at us moment, but because that party will be celebrating, look at God. Look at what God did. Let's pray one more time. Lord, thank you that your heavenly bank account has never seen zero before. Lord, there's nothing that you can't afford. You can do anything. And so, God, I'm just asking you now to put it on the hearts of every student, ideas and ways that they can raise money for Speed Delight, whether it's swimming a 1,000 laps for Speed Delight, shooting a 1,000 free throws, walking for a 1,000 minutes, whatever it is, God, I pray that you would Breathe your creativity on us, that you would challenge us, but Lord, that you would honor us for taking on the mission that your disciples started thousands of years ago is to go and make disciples. We love you, Lord. We praise you in Jesus' name. Everyone says, amen. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow. Peace.